Hello there and welcome to the Naked Professors podcast this week. Joining us today is the wonderfully esteemed radio and TV presenter Zoe Hardman. Welcome to the show. This is Matt speaking and over there is Ben. Hey everyone. This is a really special show actually for us, for, for, for Matt and I, because yeah. Zoe is a great friend of ours and she, she um, well, it was just beautiful for us to have this conversation live on the show, for me anyway, because I've, ha- I've kind of touched on these things with her, but never gone into that depth. So as a friend having this conversation, oh, I love Absolutely it. the same. Absolutely yeah. the same. Uh, I've been friends with Zoe now for coming up to 10 years and we've had some chats definitely we had massive chats about mental health um in depth but we've never really touched too deeply on this particular uh, situation in her life and uh, her situation was uh, she suffered from anorexia in uh, early 20s so until she was about 28 and um, she really does go into some depth doesn't she Ben? Yeah it's fascinating because it's, it's just so interesting to hear how her how for her sort of society led her to that place. You know, she never consciously chose at any stage that I'm going to be anorexic. You know, she was led to that place by a whole load of mitigating circumstances that, you know, created stories in her head that led to her to think that it was best for her not to eat. Um, she's a good egg as well, Zoe. She's a great egg, isn't she? Yeah. She's a bundle of energy and a bundle of joy. And, and to see where she's got to in her career and everything she's achieved through the challenges that she's been through in her 20s you know it's a testament to anyone out there if you're going through a tough time a lot of successful people do yeah and know? hopefully if any of that um, resonates with you have a listen ladies and gentlemen this is Zoe Hardman well welcome to our podcast Zoe Hardman are you are you finished doing yeah, selfies I, just, I, was, no, I wasn't doing a selfie you, I was okay. Instagramming your bottoms oh, on really? there hey that's hey, a good do that. that's a good place to that's, start hey, How, what do you think what do you think of our well I, the only bottom box. I've seen up close and personal in the last four years is obviously my husband's of course that we can talk about so it's yeah. nice to see two new ones yeah yeah I think mine's a little bit more tanned it was in the summer and I did have a sunbed. It is to be actually honest. more tanned. It's isn't a little it? bit brown. Much no? shiny, actually, isn't it? And no. very white. Yes. But good. Well, I don't sunbathe naked. Do, do you? <laughs> when I can. Okay. If I'm in, a, if I'm in a, like a private place, I, I will always get it out. You know what I mean? It's important, Zoe, isn't I it? I think it is. It is for your mental health, just to let it all out. <laughs> <laughs> you know why you're here. Segway. <laughs> Absolutely. Best Hi. guest ever. Thanks, guys. So Thank great. you so much for coming on. Yeah, it's lovely to be here. What a nice, what, what a lovely thing to do on a Monday morning. And for the listener out there, um, myself, Zoe and Ben, we're all kind of friends. We're all kind of kind friends. Kind of. Yeah, well, no, we kind are friends. Of. Yeah, well, in a lovely way, myself and Ben... We met each other on the f- plane on the way out to Zoe's wedding. This is it. So thank you so much, Zoe. You're yes. so welcome. I'm so glad that this has come from that meeting on the plane. Because yeah. if you'd met at the actual wedding, <laughs> there was so much booze there, I'm not sure you would have been friends. We've, well, that's true. we've talked about this before. If we met on the plane ride on the way home, <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> not talking. Nobody talks no on the way talking. back. A little nod. And People been it. A little nod. Yeah. 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 Okay, nice yeah. bump. Yeah, we've all, we've all known each other for quite a long time, haven't yeah. we? You and I through TV stuff yes. and then a lovely friendship born out of that mm-hmm. and you and I threw your brother Ben well yeah I like to say more than my brother because well, we actually oh. met aside from my brother <laughs> oh, I'm, not, he, I'm not giving him the credit on this <laughs> your parents are like my second parents yeah that's true isn't yeah, it yeah they're lovely and that's lovely oh. yeah. this is actually really special for, for, well, for me and you to have Zoe on in fact it's... I go down and stay with Lizzie and I call him Richard but his name's Chris yeah. with my children without Ben being there 
That's oh, how close we are. Do you? Oh, I've really? been once. That's yeah. sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> she, she does such great cooking. <laughs> She's trying to get into the will. <laughs> Just sign this, to. Chris. <laughs> oh, so there we have it. We're all friends. We are. We are here to discuss mental health, Zoe. Have you listened to the podcast before? At every, every single one, guys. Have you really? I think what you're doing is really special. So that's why it's so exciting to be here, really. Because I feel like every single guest you've had on has had their own story and their own you know fears and 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 a, a, a achievements and mm. it's all yeah it's been it's been a real listen i've loved yeah. it and i've learned so much i love Bryony. she's what a superstar Bryony was a fantastic guest yeah. really fantastic so let's see if i can beat her <laughs> <laughs> nothing's a cop we're coming for you Bryony. um <laughs> but so, you're, you're right though so everyone has had their stories haven't they it's it's each one that we've done has been very different and i think yeah. we, we have tried to do that and i think hopefully we're going to catch that with you again today because you've got a story that um we haven't been to really on this on, on no on, on, on in this podcast um uh but i think it's one that's hugely topical and actually i'm really interested today to talk about the whole intricacies of mental health and, and going back to, to to where it started with you i guess with with an eating disorder in, in your teenage years because I, I think there are so many things to dig into with this around mental health as well that perhaps i don't know not always discussed yeah i mean i guess for me it wasn't i wasn't actually a teenager it happened in my early 20s and oh. that's quite late for for anybody to develop, to develop anorexia i was 22 years old i'd just done a show on channel 4 which was waiting to come to air um and i was just in this sort of nervous state waiting for it, it was my first tv show i was really excited about it and as soon as it, it as soon as it was on i was going onto these forums because we didn't have instagram back in the day and i was reading what people were writing about me which was generally oh wow a plump girl They've got a plump girl to be on on the show. Oh, look at her. She's she's quite fat, isn't she? And like bearing in mind, I was only sort of nine and a half stone at this point, so I wasn't I wasn't Whoa. in my eyes. I didn't have, you know, feel I had an issue with my weight at that point. And the more I was reading, the more I was sort of going into this hole on the internet and feeling pretty horrendous about myself. And literally, before I knew it, this eating disorder had taken its grip, and I was in really really bad trouble. I mean, really bad trouble. Did you know at the time that you had a problem? It was really weird because it went from sort of exercising a lot to kind of keep my mental health straight to mm. double splitting at the gym in the morning and in the evening. Obsessive. Re obsessive, restraining food. I, I would, you know, I'd come in back from the gym and if I could run past my kitchen and miss the food and go upstairs to my bedroom, it would be an accomplishment. It was standing in front of the mirror every day. If I can see bones or ribs, if I felt faint, that would be a good thing because I knew that, the, you know, the lack of food was doing its job in inverted commas. Every day it was scales in the morning, scales in the evening, you know, watching the pounds wow. fall off. It became really bad and it happened so fast. I think that was the scary thing behind it, that I was a normal girl who used to enjoy her food to somebody who just I mean I found my food diaries the other day oh. and um, it was like two oat cakes and half a teaspoon of peanut butter for one day I mean that was what I was aiming for and did you keep that diary so you could keep track of calories and how much you were yeah yeah, yeah it was like this mega control I had no I had no other or I felt I had no other control in my life um, you know, with the TV stuff that was going on and this feeling of being completely exposed to the public and to all of these views and opinions on the way I looked and what I was doing. And suddenly it was like, this was my little best friend. You know, mm. this secretive thing. I used to make up all these lies to my friends. You know, we're meeting for dinner. Can you get there at 7.30? And I used to be like, no, no, I can't get there at 7.30 because I'm working late. So I'd turn up at nine, so I'd miss the dinner. So then, you know, winning, I didn't have to sit and eat in front of anybody. You know, I never had a relationship. My relationship just went down the pan at that point because my boyfriend then was just, you know, helpless, 
scared and worried, but then just got to the point and thought, I can't deal with this anymore. I I was, yeah, I mean, I, I, looking back on it, I don't know whether I wanted to kind of finish myself off, but I definitely wanted to punish myself for some reason. I look back on it now and I wonder why it happened to me. And it was this feeling of, you know, if I could punish myself, it made me feel better. It's really weird. Wow. But you don't know why you wanted to punish yourself. I don't know. I, I, that bit I haven't quite identified. Okay. Um, yeah. It, it's quite emotional to sort of think about that I did that. And it was, it. you know, I didn't have a period for five years. Just not having a period, you know, that in itself is terrifying. You know, I knew I wanted to have children, but that was just completely out of the window. So... Yeah, it was only at sort of 27, 28 when I started dating this really nice guy, um, Ryan. He was a good guy, Ryan. He was like, why don't you get yourself into OA? You need to really think about this. And for somebody to tackle you on it, because my parents have been tackling me for such a long time, saying, you really need to address this. You need to look at this. And I was so defensive, so angry. Um, didn't want to look in the mirror. Didn't want to deal with what was going on. Um, and was was almost angry with them. You know, this is your issue. This is not my issue. I'm absolutely fine. And it was only sort of twenty, as I said, twenty seven, twenty eight, that I started to think, right, something's not quite right here. What so was it? it was that long from oh, your early twenties yeah. to five to... years. Yeah, five years. Yeah. Wow. What was the trigger? The, the point of, of deciding, okay, this is something to address now. I was getting progressively iller and iller. Um, only minute stuff you know my weight had dropped from as I said nine and a half stone to about six and a half stone at this point but I was still very toned so I still had lots of muscle so actually outwardly I probably you know you you can see you can absolutely identify if somebody's anorexic sometimes if they're walking down the street Um, with me I was I had a lot of muscle so I could carry my anorexia quite well and I was you disguised it as fitness yeah, it was just just yeah. train, 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 train. How did you have the energy to train? I mean, I just didn't. I would go to bed every single night at 8pm. 8, 8 I was sleeping for 13 or 14 hours a night because wow. I was basically just in shutdown. I mean, my whole body had stopped functioning. My hair was falling out. My skin was dry. It was amazing that I was working at this point because I look back on it and I see photographs of myself, and my eyes and everything was so drawn that... It, you know how how I did it I don't know and then I started getting really bad pains in my lower back so I thought it was just to do with you know muscle pulling at the gym or something that I'd done and then it was just getting progressively worse and worse and worse and I went to the doctors you know in the middle of my eating disorder and was like something's wrong with my back like I've got really sore back I don't know whether I'm doing something at the gym and she was like are you almost like are you joking <laughs> she's been my family doctor for years Lely Walters what a, what a woman and she just said you know your organs are now shutting down like you've got you know, those are your kidneys that are aching now they, they, we've got serious problems you're not having a period you're never going to have children if you carry on like forget oh about it right. it was a light switch moment where right. I thought I can't I cannot carry on like that yeah it's almost like some values had come in that were being affected that were bigger than the original reason for starting. Yeah. And it was like, well, whatever, however this is serving me in some capacity, it's not serving me in, in a big part of life that I want to achieve, like which is kids and, and health, healthy living, having yeah. functional organs. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't identify anorexia as, as um, having a mental health issue. No. So mm. you don't hear the two spoken very closely together, but I really put them next i mean they are one in my head well this is i think part of why i think it's it's really great to have you on the show and to talk about this because how how, where is the link for you or how do you initially see it um i have like i had huge issues surrounding my mum 
so really weirdly when I got into therapy about it after I started my recovery I started all this stuff started churning up about my mother and um, obviously anorexia goes back to being a teenager so for women it's about wanting to look like your pre-pubescent self again so you want to look like a little girl so that your mum picks you up puts you back on the boob and starts looking after you that's what I was learning in therapy so then I started looking at the relationship between me and my mother and saying you know because she wasn't living in the country at the time she wasn't around she wasn't you know she had a I was 21 she was living her own life she didn't I wasn't a child but I really needed her and she at that point wasn't there (laughs) so I mean that was what it was I think and then it it, that's what that was the trigger point and then it became something else so I I did identify that but it just got so bad it got worse and worse and worse you you said you were punishing yourself Mm. were you punishing your mother oh god yeah I mean uh, definitely the relationship between mother and daughter is so tricky Mm. and I definitely blamed her for a lot of stuff and I still blame her for a lot of stuff I still haven't figured out that relationship but definitely in my teenage years I was very angry with her so this was yeah absolutely about Mm. punishing her as well I suppose subconsciously you were doing that. So consciously um, you have your, your life and what you're doing and, and the trigger point was possibly the, the negative comments and then on the surface it's fitness and trying to get there but subconsciously this underlying void you're trying to fill manifested in in this anorexia, yeah, and this it, eating disorder. Absolutely mm. right, man. It could have been anything, I think, at that point. I don't necessarily think it was anorexia because I always had a really healthy... like relationship with food I was always you know playing sport as a teenager and eating really well and I don't know I think a lot of anorexic I've spoken to a lot of girls and they say the same thing that it just cripples you it just gets you it's always there and then something clicks it off is that how it works well it's uh, no actually a lot of people that have anorexia that develop the illness will keep it for the rest of their lives very very sadly I feel like in fact, somebody made a statement the other day going, oh, yeah, you'll always live with anorexia. And I actually now at 36, having had two children, having gone through OA, I went to OA and did the 12 steps, which is, I mean, I'm not really supposed to speak about it, but it was an incredible experience. Overeaters Anonymous. So they've got people that have an issue with overeating, uh, undereating, bulimia, mental health issues, all in a room together sharing. And I found wow. the sharing really important. Mm. Um, and then obviously having my kids and stuff, you know, I was told I was never going to have children naturally. Um, so I feel like I've beaten it Mm. I really do and it was only during my pregnancy that it sort of came up again it was weird because I was putting weight on and I couldn't control it that weight was obviously my baby so in my head I was Mm. thinking no no you're actually growing a human this is healthy but the anorexic (laughs) sitting on this side was going you're putting on some pounds putting on some pounds really yeah Yeah. yeah it's that voice it's always there isn't it yeah it's it's a weird one it's a weird one people always say to me now you know what what will you sort of tell tell your children and i i think that is so important if you're bringing up kids to not make it about their weight i mean Mm -hmm. my mum did so many things that were right she was an incredible mother but she had a thing about weight and Mm -hmm. so if we ever put any weight on or if we you know it was always there were little comments about it and it definitely stays with you it mm. definitely, as you grow older, those comments, mm. you know. We're so impressionable at child age, aren't mm. we? We're soaking up all this information that just is, is shaping our future without us knowing. So by the time we become a teenager or, a, you know, a young adult, we've got these ingrained thoughts that we think are totally natural because they've always been there. It's like, well, of course, this is how I think. 
and then you just play it out. Yeah. You know, you're, with, with you're, hugely impressionable. You're also part of that generation where you grew up in the 80s where you were constantly bombarded with how you should look and how uh, how you should be perceived in the public eye. And and women with weight is just something that blows my mind because I think me and Ben we go to the gym now and again but we never go oh how much do you weigh or I think with oh, with women that is all the time oh. constantly and it's still happening I still see it on Instagram the Kardashians and all these gangs they all with the booty drinks and oh everything. my god it makes me just, so angry and, and and I just think, I just feel so terrible because women's weight fluctuates because. You do your you because your genetics and everything and the way you are with periods, your just weight just goes up and down, and that's just the way it is. But also, why are we so obsessed with weight? Because we've been it, you've been bombarded but, with it yeah. constantly. I, I can't be yeah. dealing with it. You know, like you said, it, it frustrates me so much when I see these reality TV stars and I see people that have influencers that have got ten, eleven. 50 million followers on Instagram and they're going, hey, drink this tea. Laxative. This tea's going to make you slim. It's mm. like, absolutely not. We should be teaching our, 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 our young people today about healthy eating and having having to have a good relationship with food and not about an instant fix. That yeah. is the way that you create eating disorders. They're basically saying be unhealthy but look good. I know. Yes. Which is fundamentally totally wrong at the core of everything that we're about. But also if you're, if you're a young girl and you're growing up looking at, at fashion houses and runways and there's size six models walking down the runway where are the plus size models this is not a true reflection on the way that we are as a society this has got to change it's absolutely ridiculous it makes my blood boil I don't want to see I don't want to only see of course there are people that are built like that but there are also people who are five foot four and who weigh ten stone and I want to see that it's 100% accepting who you are as an individual not trying to be somebody you're not there's some people out there that just cannot look like a supermodel it's impossible no. just for their build but if you're but, if you're growing up constantly at the front of every newspaper or every magazine seeing a, a, a yeah. very then you Absolutely. think that's what that's that i want to be on the front of those newspapers that's aspirational magazine that's that yeah. they're the they're the successful ones validation so of course i'm going to grow up thinking that's what i want to be it's and it's that's not healthy no and i mm. grew up with a mother who was a model and you know who used to make comments like well darling i got back into my size six jeans the day after i had, i gave birth to, to you and your sister you know that is something that's that you achievement. Keep, you keep in your head it's like that's where she's from that was her generation yeah, yeah. it was all but you know her world that she lived in the modeling world and all of that that's what it was about yeah. so absolutely my sister and i had those issues growing up with weight my sister was the other way you know she had a tendency towards overeating and i trans it transpired i was the under eater yeah do you think she was almost rebelling in that case you know she was <sighs> yeah. being conditioned this way and she's like i don't want that and you know that was a proper rebellion act. yeah very very much so right. very much so and i think still still now actually and i think people do do that you know of course that's why you've got these 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 tiny little creatures in front of you and i'm so aware of it now that i'm a mother that everything that i do and say has a huge impact on my children mm. you know yeah somebody was in words my, are very important somebody, the most important it, absolutely yeah. <laughs> like you've got it's a, quite simple right yeah, I don't think people really understand that. We come across this all the time mm. on social media. This is big argument about mental health and the language. It's because it's incredibly important. Mm. Everybody's an influencer. Even if you've got 10 million followers or 10 followers, mm. you're an influencer. What yeah. you say to somebody in the street, taxi cab drivers, you're in a queue to something. You're, you're, your words are very important. It's mm. not shy away from that. And what, how do you approach that? With, with what, You've talked about this openly in the press. Um, I've seen lots, lots of documentations about it. Um, what's been the reaction about you saying it, from it coming from your mouth? As somebody that suffered with as an eating disorder. As somebody that suffered from an eating disorder, but what's the reaction yeah. in general towards you? It, 
I mean, it's been really supportive. You know, I've I've got some lovely people that are in my lives that want to send me messages of support saying that it's great that I need to normalise it and that a lot of people are going through it. And even if you don't have a, in inverted commas, full-blown eating disorder, if you've got any hang-ups or issues or worries or concerns about your eating, I know so many women who control their food and all this sort of stuff. I really want to say to them, you know, firstly, you can get well. Secondly, there's so much help out there. Thirdly, there are so many people going through it, actually. And, you know, there are steps to take to get well. I think I'm proof, living proof of that. But yeah, I really want to keep the conversation going because I think that the mental health and the anorexia, so they're sort of flowing with each other, you know, it's, it's always there, it plaguing you, you know, yeah. every day. I used to wake up and think, can I, can I starve myself today? How, how far can I push myself today? How much weight can I lose today? You know, all of this sort of stuff that, you know, I've heard you guys talking about mental health where that, that voice is in there constantly. Mm. It's frightening, isn't it? This is why it's so ingrained in mental health for me. This is why I wanted to talk about it and have make sure it was part of a mental health conversation because there are, of course, that, that there are many reasons why these things can happen, but definitely one of them is for mental health reasons and I include the mental health reason. Yeah in being the perception of seeing everyone comparing yourself negatively, being on TV show and knowing that you're going to be judged and stuff. That is all mental. For me, this is mental health. These are all thoughts and conversations that happen in your head that result to you behaving in a certain way. That's mental health, mm. you know? That it's almost like an addiction as well, isn't it? Oh That's my God, a yeah. addiction. Oh my God, I'm such an addictive person. I'm mm. a Scorpio, so I'm, I'm either, either in or I'm out. You know, I'm either mm. smoking or I'm not smoking. I'm either drinking or I'm not drinking. I'm in love or I can't stand you. You know, that's me all over. Yeah. But it is a very addictive, because that anorexia becomes your best friend. It's like, let's do this together. Yeah. You know, and that internal dialogue with that person, just, just go on, yeah, you can, yeah, you can do this today. You can lose another pound. You can, it's just like a frightening friend. And it pops up every now and then. Uh, not, I just feel so well now that I don't even think about it because my big thing now is just about te- getting it right with my kids. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. all I worry about. And I also really want to help and promote our role models. Like, as a man, you know, you guys have got great bodies and I know how much you exercise, Ben. I always see you in the gym and stuff. Do you feel that pressure? Pressure to, to look good? Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that's that was my initial reaction to want to change my body was going to the gym that was what I did as a teenager you know it was like I I wasn't for me I wasn't enough of a man if I didn't have muscles you know I wouldn't I wouldn't be the 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 masculine not alpha but I wouldn't be as manly as I wanted to be Mm. unless I had muscles Mm. and I looked physically impressive so my answer to that was right change how I looked and I went to the gym and it was a matter of importance to me to be a man Mm. Um, that was at 18 years old and I felt that if I looked bigger and I looked more impressive then I get a better reaction from people. Did like, that become an obsession? Yeah, I'd say so. Mm. It, it, it became it became a form of validation for me. And I, but I needed the reason I needed that was because I didn't have any validation myself. Mm. So if I if I felt good in myself and I loved myself, then I didn't need to impress anyone else. Mm. But because mm. I was unimpressed by myself, it's like, well, hey, make yourself look good, and then people might tell you you are good, mm. and then that's a good start, you know. So, like at the core, absolutely, mm. that was I was trying to impress people. I was trying to. Impress society gets it, it happens a lot now with men i think we mm. men are in in the world right now we've talked about this before where i think maybe the ladies were in the 80s it's fitness it's, it's a massive boom we, we're constantly surrounded by 
you know, Love Island stars, they look ripped and jacked and, and all these footballers. Or, yeah, Beckham yeah. with his top off every five minutes yeah. and Wolverine, Hugh yeah. Jackman. And it's all this aspirational men's fitness has gone through the roof. And steroid use has gone through the absolute roof in, wow. in areas across the UK. It's really detrimental to mental health, obviously, steroid yes. use. And it's, it's really taken over. It's because men are becoming a, a lot more obsessed with how they look. And, and it's good that men are be, becoming a bit more mindful about their, mm. their, their mental health, possibly through physical mm. health, you know, healthy body, healthy mind. Um, but I felt it 100 percent, felt mm. the pressure to look a certain way mm. in this industry. Mm. And I can't keep up with it because I... I I, I get obsessive with training for like three to four weeks. I quite like the regiment. Hello, Scorpio. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I do, and then I like it, but it's not worth it. It's, for me, I enjoy yeah. a pizza. Yeah. And I enjoy massive Sunday roasts and glasses of red wine. And, and I, I, I put more value in the experience mm. of life there mm. than, than going to the gym. I do enjoy it. I maintain it. But... I do often look at myself and go, oh, I wish I had a body like Mark Wright or something. Mm. You know what I mean? I, just, I wish it would be, I think my, my career might be doing better if I just got my just my top off a bit more. Go through your head, stuff like that. It, absolutely. You're just so talented, you don't even need to worry about your top off. And I've seen you with your top uh, off. <laughs> I'm looking at it. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> this photo. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's all angles and different things that you can yeah. use. But it's still, I have a perfection complex anyway. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm going to get my kit off at any point, I wanted to be the best because I think that's where I should be. I think I should be pop. That's my ego all over it. Yeah. Mm. But I live in a world constantly where I'm mm. worried about I should look a certain way. That maybe that would help. Mm. And and you know I, I this is there's a lad that was on Dancing on Ice and he did the Jungle. Uh, he's a lovely lad as well, Jake Quickgeden. Yes, I stumbled across his Instagram page yesterday actually, and he's got his kit off and all that type of stuff. And it does go into my mind. It goes quickly out. Mm. But it goes in. I'm like, should I, should I, should I do that? Yeah. Should mm. I? Maybe that would boost my thing if me and Ben now did a Attitude magazine spread and we literally did a spread with our <laughs> tops off. Would that work? So there, I'm thinking, oh God, is that what people value? Topless, yeah. naked, sex cells, sex cells. Yeah. And, and it's in my mind, so I understand where people come from when they're like, God, well, I, I, all I have is I can go to the gym and smash that mm. out and I can just go to Ibiza for a week and just look ripped and jacked. Yeah. And we've talked about it before. These guys that are on the front cover of Men's Health magazines, Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, I actually chatted to him in New York. He's like, I looked like that for three days. Yeah. And then I, I've starved myself. I've had this... Um, dehydration thing and then I go back to normal because I can't think for three days it's an unrealistic representation of Absolutely. what a life is and that is what is so important to me is that we need to have you know you can look like Abby Clancy in a bikini but you do not starve yourself for that you do not restrict food tr overtrain. you are healthy you're eating all the right foods and you're having a really mm. amazing life which involves red wine on a Sunday and a roast when you want it like yeah. there is a balance there but when we're constantly having these images thrust down of highlights you know highlights and, and filtered highlights. and you mm. know face tunes and all this stuff it it just what's it going to do to my daughter and as well it's, it's just body types too you, you, you're a healthy fit it's your part of your lifestyle fitness it's not part of mine I have to drag myself to the gym mm. and, and I think that's important I know some guys that hardly train and they look ripped it's just the way it is yeah. it's just their genetics mm. and I know some some Victoria's Secret models right they can eat what they want and they're just like uniquely formed yep. in that way you know in my head maybe they should topple over because they, it doesn't make sense the genetics <laughs> but it's just genetics Mm. You can't do anything about it. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You have to train hard though, don't you, Ben? Yeah, I do. I do train most days. But it's kind of a, you know, my training journey has changed. I do it for myself because it's a good feeling now that I get. When when I come out of the gym, I enjoy the fact that I've just tested myself and I've put myself through a challenge and you know you mentally you feel good for that yeah um but i think the, the big problem with it all is that of course our physical health is so measurable you know mm-hmm. i can look at you and i can make an assumption and i go zoe's healthy because of how, how you look but we, i can't measure your mental health mm-hmm. i can't know what's going on inside mm-hmm. of, of your heart and that's the thing is that we live in this validated world where it's all on impressions where mm-hmm. it's all on how what we can what everyone else thinks of us and if everyone else thinks that we're doing well, then we're doing, in our head, well, we're doing pretty well because everyone thinks that. And everyone's disconnected. Actually, we're the ones who have to live with how we feel. Yep. So this this is why mental health is, is way more important for me than physical health. I don't care what you look like. I care what you feel. How do you feel? How much happiness have you got flowing inside of you? How much joy? You know, How much love is there? Yeah. That's what counts. But you can't measure it. This I, is the challenge. I, I always say I think maybe the first couple of sessions with a personal trainer should oh, be just sat down. Just, just sat down. Yeah. What do you actually want? What's possible with you? Let's find out a real, real, realistic way of you getting to your actual goal. Yeah. Instead of just going, I want to look like David Beckham on Hugh Jack. <laughs> it's impossible. you just got to sit there I, and reali- realistically look within first. I also think the gyms have got a responsibility. You know, uh, people around you that are training, you know, turning around to somebody who may not look okay to say, are you all right? Are we stopping enough in the street, in the gym, wherever we are in the supermarket to ask the question, are you all right? Because I walked around for five years and I was not fucking okay. I was not fucking okay. Mm. And nobody stopped to ask me. I felt I just needed some, I know it's hard and I probably would have bitten their head off and go, you know, I'm absolutely fine, thank you. But nobody did anything. I used to walk past the, the guys at the gym and they just would let me in and the thinner I got and no one said anything we really need to come up with some kind of system that can measure our, our, our internal health don't we? I mean yeah. that's, that's really yeah. what, yeah. It's sort yeah. of, of course you know pie in the sky idea but that would be it because I think this is part of the, the, the challenge is that you just said then if someone did come up to you and said how are you, are you okay and even tried to be a bit more aggressive about it and say like, I don't think you are okay yeah. you would have bitten their head off and of course they're never going to do it again so where, how do we... It's how a responsibility, c- isn't it? For like, If you if you were a barman, if you could see somebody coming in every day, getting absolutely shit-faced and they clearly had a problem, mm. I would feel as if it's my responsibility mm. to say, I'm not, I can't serve you that mm. cider, just to do it for me, even. I completely agree and with you. And it's the same with gyms. Yeah, and, and, and just in life, I mean, since becoming a mum, my mental health has been at the highest and best it's ever been and at the lowest and worst it's ever been and I remember vividly one day I was at um, some sort of like activity farm with my kids and I'd had no sleep a row with my husband and I was in the lose and I was sobbing my heart out in the lose on my own just like it was and I couldn't stop you know you just cannot stop crying it was one of the worst days and I came out and I was at the sink and I was trying to have my sunglasses on and I was thinking oh my god everyone's looking at me and da, da, da. and this girl next to me just turned around and said are you all right you don't see me and I just was burst into tears again and she hugged me and she was like it's gonna be okay I'm a mum too I get it mm. 
brings me to tears now just thinking about it actually because it was so beautiful and it was so lovely for somebody to say I remember you telling me about that yeah, yeah. she was like a guardian but angel the thing is though when there's tears at that point you know there's no denying it when she says oh, are you okay you can't go oh yeah of course I'm absolutely fine mm. you know there are tears as evidence but the majority of us most people walk around feeling something that's hurting inside you just put the mask on no I'm fine because if I talk about it and there's admittance and then people are seeing it at me and then it's, the whole thing's getting ten times worse mm. in theory mm. Do you think there's a lack of sympathy because I think a lot of women, especially now, aspire to be skinny? Mm. Do you think people just go, oh, God, what's she moaning about? She's a skinny, skinny bitch. Yeah. Leave her to it. That's what she wants. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. Do you know what people... It's really interesting because I'm doing Sunday Nights on Heart now with um, Anna Whitehouse, Mother Pucker, and she always gets used in campaigns as a real woman because she's three sizes you know she's a size 12 and I'm a size 8 and I never get used or called a real woman we're just women like regardless of our size and weight or what's going on with us size 8 size 6 size 20 whatever you are you're still a real fucking woman like what is this real woman stuff you know it's just absolute bullshit we are all on the same journey we are all trying to do our best for our kids for our friends and our jobs whatever and you know all this real stuff based on weight needs to stop has to stop completely you know yeah, why are completely. we doing it why to what to punt us off against one another do you know what mm-hmm. I, I, Probably, uh, we I, see it in the media a lot with women you're all punted against each other it's disgusting yeah you know zoe ball uh, and she was up for uh the radio one dj and she, and who was the her competitor as well it was the, Sa- the northerner sarah cox sarah cox yeah. yeah they just pitted them against each yeah, other yeah. For woman versus woman you yeah. never do that with man with men yeah it's just disgusting you're mm. always constantly made to compete yeah. for who is a real woman why, why are you doing on this front page oh yeah. you're too skinny you're too thin yeah. you're too fat it all, it's just constant mm. it's a constant bombardment and the thing on that even more I'd say deeper is that you, people can, can judge you on being small you know and, and, and this, in this negative way they have no idea what, what, what went on with you mm. what, in your past you know why you've got to that place you didn't just wake up one day and go I'm not going to eat and, mm. decide, and, and think that's a healthy thing to do and you know there's a whole reason an underlying I don't want to use the word issue, but the yeah. challenges that have come about that led you to that place. But we'll just make an automatic assumption that you're, you know, to use the coin skinny bitch. Yeah. And that's the judgment. Yeah. And it's really unhealthy. This is why judgment is such a horrible... Everyone has got a story. Everyone's been on a journey in some capacity. And we've got to be compassionate to understand that we're not all just a product of what we chose. We're a product of everything that we've been through in our past. Mm. And It all comes down to that, Ben. Compassion mm. and kindness. That mm-hmm. woman in that toilet asking if you were okay yeah. was pivotal in your life because she was kind and she was compassionate. Mm. I think if a lot of people were a lot more kind and compassionate and a bit more understanding of aware. other people's aware of people's yeah. lives, we would all be a lot better off. I see comments now. Um, again, I'm going to go to the daytime TV presenter who shouldn't be on television. Yeah, the breakfast TV Go. Our he, weekly mention. He, weekly mention. I fancy <laughs> don't know who, him. Don't know who <laughs> you're talking about. He have a sandwich. Jesus Christ, have a sandwich for Christ's sake. That's what happens when somebody skinny is or perceived to be skinny or too skinny or anorexic or, or ill, mentally ill, mm. having a problem. Mm. Just have a sandwich, love, well, for Christ's well, sake. That's yeah. why. What do you say about that? Uh, I mean, that's why. Um, uh, being too skinny in you know in inverted commas ha- you know having anorexia or just being too skinny people feel that they can make a comment about your weight oh someone sent me a message the other day going you're just looking a bit too thin 
I'm not looking what a bit if it was too the thin. Opposite? You wouldn't send me a message and go, just looking a bit too fat. Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't make a comment on it. What do you think that does to me? Like, mm. I'm trying so hard in like, like we all are. Stop, stop it. Just mm-hmm. everybody. I just wish people would stop saying stuff. It's so damaging. That Like, go and eat a sandwich, love. Oh, if it was that easy, <laughs> none of us would ever have anorexia. Oh, I, 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 I again, I, I <laughs> hit we on the a rant? the other day. Yeah, we're, let's, let's have a rant. The other day, our, our, our lovely friend, Davina McCall, she, was on Instagram and she said something I don't know what she said I didn't really listen to it but the comments <laughs> underneath uh, were horrendous mm. you're looking far too thin you're looking dragged out oh god have some food will you oh I, it's my it's my freedom of speech to say that no 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 love no, no. Shut, shut the fuck up yeah. <laughs> but, but, no, shut yes. the fuck up I, you would never say that to somebody overweight I, see I actually think opposite. we've got to go further than that I think we've got to, we have got to have compassion for those people who are making the comments because we Explain. don't know we, we, we don't know what's going on with them they're projecting this anger we don't, they're, they're obviously doing it for a reason, mm. and I don't, I don't fundamentally believe it's because they're horrible. But they've decided that to be a horrible person, they hate well, nobody's everyone. Nobody's born like that. No, so they've got something going on that's leading them to then say, you know, you're you're too skinny or you're or you're too big or whatever it is. That's only in uh, 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 they're projecting what they're feeling inside through the own the thing that they've been yeah. through. So we, I think, we have to show compassion back to these, and we start if we start slanging it back to them, then it's only adding fuel to you. the fire. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I completely agree with you, and I think it, that weirdly, in the last couple of weeks, that's happened. I, I said something about um, uh, Bobby Norris. Um, he yeah. he was saying, "Oh, just can you not be so homophobic online?" I'm starting a, posi- uh, a petition to help to so I the MPs that. can talk yep. about it and get it. Illegal because it's damaging abuse online is yep. really damaging to everybody this is abuse as we're talking about it's calling somebody super thin and telling them to have a burger is abuse yeah, and, yeah. Um, and I retweeted it and then people were going nah mate nah it's not it's just freedom of speech and I actually called one guy up on it and we DM'd each other and he went it's just my religion it's just how I believe things and, and I, I didn't call him anything I just think if you're going to start taking away people's freedom to say mm. what they want mm. and what they believe mm. it's, it's unfair and I kind of, and completely understood that and I said no I, I think the context is wrong here I think um, we need to define what abuse is and what homophobia is yeah. because you can't you can, you're completely right to have your own thoughts process of where you come from with your opinion but you don't have the right. You shouldn't be allowed to actually abuse people. But you, you're absolutely right. Going into it to see where he came from was important for me and important for him. Uh, and sometimes, though, if they pick on you, Zoe, I'm going straight in. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It is interesting because one of the, the women who sent me a message saying that I was looking too thin, I actually DM'd her okay. and said, like you did, mm. and said, just so we're clear... Um, this is this is my daily calorie intake. I'm training. I'm training a lot, but I'm looking after myself, and I don't have an issue with food. I just wanted to make that clear. Thank you for your concern. And she went, "Oh, I don't want you to think in any way, shape, or form that I was being judgmental or I was being rude. I was worried about you." And mm. I was like, "Well, please don't worry. This comes with love." And I sent it back, and she said, "You're amazing. Lots of love." It was a really Perfect. weird. Yeah, I'd never done that before because my, my 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 gut reaction was to go self defense, do one. But actually, maybe we should spend more time messaging these people back and having conversations with them and saying they're hurting yeah they're hurting that's your your call on it yeah they're mm. hurting and and look we don't know it's i'm going to say it's not their fault i don't think anything's no you're right you know mm. we just don't know what their past is yeah. and we don't know what they're going through and mm. th- they're trying to make themselves feel better by taking someone else down mm. you know if i'm taking zoe hardman down about how she looks i feel better about how i look is mm. is, is what they're doing but little do they know if they wrote a comment underneath it going 
wow inspiration or you go girl or whatever it is you just feel so much better about yourself like I always feel good when I write I write on someone's wall I see you I'm like look at you muscles yeah kindness I I, I, I stick with you I was a bit flippant then I I, um, if somebody's got the time to spend a minute watching your video or like looking at your pictures Mm. and then taking the time out to text or to message you I feel bad for them yeah I do feel bad for them Mm. because they're, 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 they're hurting in some yeah. sort of way they're, and they're, they're, they're putting that onto you yeah. um, I tried recently putting it forward so I, I go into the location setting on Instagram tap into Hong Kong and say nice pick on 10 people's pictures <laughs> <laughs> I've done that for me and it makes me feel good and they go thank you yeah. I'm like, no worries Hong Kong that's amazing honest to god I just try. I'm trying this thing random out. Random acts of random kindness. Acts of random kindness. acts of kindness. Just going. Nice. That's a lovely dog. It's <laughs> <laughs> usually dog pics. This, this is um, this is what we're trying to do with Made by Mamas as well. Um, this I've started a mummy blog that I'm super passionate about because our ethos behind it was no mum should ever feel sad, lonely, or isolated. And you know that goes not just mum, parent. To be honest with you, and it is so wonderful. Our page is just full of love and kindness. Mm. There's never any negativity on there. Nobody writes comments. We're not saying this is how you should do it we're just explaining that you know try it this way if it works for you then great and there's so much love and it makes me so happy and people write constantly yay you go girls and you know what a warm and it's Mm, it's kindness at the heart we have forgotten how to be kind absolutely how important how how easy it is to do Mm. it's easy for anybody in the street to be kind to somebody Mm. it it is easy in theory but for a lot of people it's really hard Mm. for whatever reason you know i think i think people there's an element of vulnerability to kindness you have to be willing to to put yourself up, but you have to be willing to sort of say you're great and and by putting someone else on a pedestal you you know you're not you might put them above yourself there's an element of going well done you that that's hmm. that requires a bit of vulnerability and for some people who are very stuck in their own place and they're insecure then they can't build anyone else up mm. you know so it, although it appears easy but i think a great way to help yourself whoever you are if you are in that place try it just try it break your mold just yeah. be kind to people but be kind to yourself first be kind to yourself yeah and then just try even if it's hard you know, just try talking to yourself in a really nice way and try talking to someone else in a really nice way. Do you know way. what I really like doing is if I'm at the supermarket or if I'm in the queue to the post office or whatever and I see somebody and they've got like a nice top on or even if they haven't got a nice top on, I go, oh, you look really lovely today. And they go, thank you. But no one said that to me and I'm like yes have a great day it's amazing <laughs> I'm just and sometimes sparkly. I'm on the phone to you and you hear yeah. you say that and I yes. just think it's amazing <laughs> I do a lot don't I yeah, I try, do. I try do. and do it it's amazing yeah I th- if we could all do that I honestly I, it really would make a difference to the whole energy genuinely meaning it though I don't, yeah I do, I I do yeah. genuinely I like mean the it. top Oh, no, no. oh my god I'm I love jo- your shoes I'm joking obviously <laughs> but even if it's like a lovely smile or they've got a sparkle yeah. in their eye or you know, just I you're like doing to tell it from them. a place of genuinely yeah. wanting to spread some love yeah. to them, yeah, yeah. some love and kindness. And do you know what it was? The turning point for me actually is is was having Luna and Kit because I always put myself first. You know, you said then, you know, be kind to yourself and look after yourself. It is no longer about me. It is all about them. Everything I do is for them. So if I have a ne- don't even have another success in my life. I'm not even worried about me. I just want them to smash it now. So mm. I, my focus isn't about myself or my insecurities or my weight or what I'm doing. It's like Lunar and Kit, Lunar and Kit. And then the world that they are going to grow up in, let's make it a good one. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? 
Zoe Hartman for president. <laughs> <laughs> president what do you think, guys? What do you that think, was guys? a really good pitch for it. <laughs> that was really good. I think you'd call, be called a lefty snowflake a lot. Yeah, yeah, I love that. But don't worry about it. What do you think, Alan? Oh, Alan, Alan by the way, it. Alan the dog is in the studio yeah. today. Hello, Alan. Yeah. Hello, buddy. He's yeah. just jumped up on my Can lap. we start a campaign? Be kind. I think you say start a campaign as Zoe Hartman for president. Okay, right, yeah. <laughs> either, either one. I'm so happy now. Do you guys? No, it's not. Be- it's it's important to and thrashing it out, having a conversation and discussing these things, which is why we did do this podcast is for us to mm. kind of hopefully inspire people to have these conversations in their houses and yeah. with other people because one of my major concerns with this is that there's three like-minded people four Imogen's in the room as well and five <laughs> and Alan. Alan yes we're all like-minded people we want to be kind we want to try and do a bit of good we're not perfect but we're all in this together but on a certain level of understanding with this mental health stuff yeah, yeah. My big thing is that I want—I really want to get to those areas. I want to get to those trolls. I want to get to those people that are actually yeah. saying to Zoe, "Have a burger." Yeah. I want to get to those people that are saying to Davina McCall, "You sh- you're too thin." Yeah. I want these are the people that need to have these discussions. Do you know what I would say? And I completely hear you. I would say that I wasn't—I wasn't ever a troll, but I would struggle in my past to have been really kind and nice to people. Really, I find yeah. that so hard to believe because you're such a ledge. Well, it's really kind, but I mean, look, I have done a lot of work on myself and I've grown a lot, but. Back in the day, you know, in my 20s, I would have wanted myself to be on the pedestal. Mm. And I really, you know, when I was saying that earlier, I think I was speaking from experience. Yeah. Saying, you know, I, I would have struggled to say to really big people up, to write on the Insta- Instagram page, what a lovely picture, you look so beautiful, or yeah. something like that. It would have been a, a challenge my ego, you know. And now I've, I've, I try, I really do try and do it. If I see an opportunity where I really love a picture, I will open my heart and yeah. genuinely put it out there. And people go cheesy arsehole whatever it is you know for writing that kind of stuff on their thing that's fine that's their that's their thing I want to share that what do we do when we get to those people how do we try and change their mindset that's the question though because we just listen listen to them them. I I experienced that recently with that guy I listened to him he heard me out I heard him out we agreed to disagree he then said I said look I'm taking taking Bobby's word for it I'm giving Bobby the benefit of the doubt homophobia is this to me he went, oh, okay, I understand. And we had a lovely day. Mm. We, we, I followed him and I, I considered him a friend. You know, nice. that's how it worked. I think Compression I took mode. the time to listen. And I yeah. think this is this yeah. polarised world we live in now where we have the Katie Hopkinses of the world and you have this extreme far left and it's all this left, right, snowflake nonsense. Listening to each other is the only way we're going to get through this nonsense. I also, honestly. I also think getting into schools and really helping young people um, you know that that we could switch off Instagram it, like that, and then where would we be? What would we be left with? You know, it would be just the real world, and that's that's what we did have when we were growing up. And if you can kind of take your eyes off of that forum, you know, and off of and just get on with communicating and you know supporting each other and being healthy and happy and having a great childhood and a great life, you know, forgetting all about everything else, what everyone else is up to. I think we can really make a, like a, make a change and make a movement because my daughter will be that person that's growing up in school and she'll be looking. At Instagram, going, oh look, who's that taking that? Who's you know really? Sc- I don't want that for her. No. Yeah, I, I am passionate her. about getting a philosophy in school. Yes, growing up, particularly as as a man, you know, I grew up. I've said this numerous times, but my philosophy growing up as a young boy was to be the strongest, the toughest, the bravest, the least emotional. You know, not I was never bullied, but it was cooler to be the bully than not the bully. Mm. You know, that was the yeah. that was what I saw in society growing up as a young boy. We, I really think it's something we have to try and introduce at schoolboy level that. You grow up thinking kindness, empathy, compassion, all this stuff is what it is to be a human boy, human being, boy or girl. 
Yep, you know, that, it's got to be that thought process. Yeah. That's what you'd want to try and aspire to be. It has to be part of the curriculum. They have to have lessons yeah. on how to do this. They it's have healthy. Absolutely. Working on your mental health at that age and having that support and space to be able to talk about stuff that's going on in your home life. and everything. It's not just, oh, yeah, you know, get over it or, you know, you'll be all right and all this stuff. You know, they need to be they need to be taught. They're just getting lost. Completely. Just like little subliminal things you have, like sticks and stones will break your bones, but mm. names will never hurt me. It's yeah. like, well, names do. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, words are really important. If you yeah. value yourself and if you value who you are in this world, uh, you would understand compassion and kindness from mm. within. You would understand mm. that if you call somebody something, or if you say somebody some, something something to somebody, it's going to have an impact on their life. So you probably think twice about saying it. There was an amazing speech that Jamila, um, oh. Jamila, have we have we spoken about this yet? Not on here. Me and you have. Yeah. We bonded over it. Jamila Jamil, she did the most incredible speech um, called "Tell Him," which was about bringing up raising a son in the family. And mm. basically, obviously, I've got Kit and I was looking at him and she was talking about how to teach them to be to be strong, but vulnerable, you know, to be to be passionate and empathetic and to be kind. But you can still be a real man, but to cry and all of this sort of stuff. And, you know, going into schools and actually looking at that, that's it's got to be part of life going forward, because this whole boys will be boys bullshit. Yeah. It's just what does that even mean? Yeah, because I'll tell you what's happened with that boy. Sorry, Ben, it is is it's men are killing themselves. Yeah. That's the reality of yeah, it. Yeah, because they're not shaping up. Because to they're not they're shaping to up to the expectations that they should be mm. and they're killing and they, themselves. And they can't talk about it because mm. it's weak to talk about it. And yeah. if you if you try to dare stand up for that and to try and push kindness and empathy and Jamila, I've seen her Instagram, mm. she's had some shit from it, from mm. from white men who feel attacked by it and Gillette mm. adverts who people feel attacked by, attacked by that. Mm. The reality is is that people are doing these things because it's killing people. Mm. It's a reality. Mm. Your your situation, I don't know what the stats are with anorexia, but it's it's mm. killing people. Yeah. We need to understand this. Boys and girls, men and mm. women. Yep. You know, it was really interesting. I was talking to somebody yesterday um, and they used to have a daughter um, what still have a daughter, but her name was Florence. And now she's living as a boy. And the school that I used to go to um, have accepted her as trans. And she is now living as a boy in a boy's boarding house. Now, that is huge leaps and bounds from where we came from, you know. And, uh, you know, I felt like I went to a fairly liberal school, but. You know, yeah. this is just a different. So it is happening. You are able to be yourself, your true self, and have those conversations. But I just think there needs to be more emphasis on it and more of it. It's an understanding, and it's about listening. And yeah. I think what we need to do there is like we are all trying to work out the best way for yeah. everybody to have a wonderful life, yeah, and to be happy, yeah, and and fulfilled. to find fulfilled and defining what fulfillment or validation is. We're all navigating this way. It's no right or wrong. Mm. I'm not dictating or trying to tell people how to live their lives. I'm trying to help myself help other people and yeah, work up myself as long along the way we're all kind of hopefully setting this up, next generation up for a better life than what we did yeah i think it's working i think it's going further well these conversations are these conversations need to keep happening i think you're doing yeah. a great job boys thank you my yeah, love thank you what um, oh, a great chat we, yeah. we haven't finished yet we haven't oh. finished at all no we've, we've got a couple of minutes left yeah yeah Get your clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so we were talking about that. Uh, <laughs> no, we've got our we've got our big final question, which actually I think will be a really big one. Um, yeah. Given your your what you've been through, go on. You, you I think, always do yeah, it. Yeah, we, we we do this every as you probably already know. If you could, um, if you get get into a time machine right now and go back to the to to the darkest moment of your your time mm. during your twenties. 
um, and have a conversation with yourself, mm. what would you tell yourself? Oh, God. Um, I mean, it's 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 a simple statement, but it's it's all going to be okay because at one point I thought I might die. Like, I, I genuinely didn't think I would ever be able to co- recover from the eating disorder. Like, it was so, so bad. So I guess it's a... For anybody living with it, you know, I'm proof that you can recover. So I, I think I just would take myself back to that really scared person who thought it was all going to be over. And I would say, you will get well. That would be the message, really. And find the strength, because I didn't know I had it in me, really. Thank you very much, Zoe. Don't make me cry anymore. No, okay. I, I <laughs> might cry. Um, we, we'll wrap it up there. That was beautifully said. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. No. You will help a lot of people. I hope so. You're yeah, want to do. You really oh, will. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, guys. We love you. Love you love too. You. Oh, Ben, what do you think of that? Oh, I love Zoe. I love Zoe and I love her energy. I love her truth and her vulnerability and just, you know, she's, she carried no shame, did she? She just talked to us really openly um, about something that was clearly a difficult time for her. But, yeah, she's she's a powerful woman. Yeah, it was a really powerful one for me, that was, because for, for one, I know how how good a podcast or a show goes, how quickly it goes. Yeah. That felt like we were in the room for, like, ten minutes. Yeah. You know, and, and it was just a powerful one to kind of, not only because she's a friend, it's because I know she's so passionate about spreading awareness in this field. And I think it's really incredibly important, especially for women in these days with image and the image that that that's, they're portrayed all the time. They, they get told all the time how they should look and behave. And it's completely wrong. And and, and what she stands for is, is something I think... Is that your tummy or is that Alan the dog? That's Alan Ah. playing with it. Sorry. (laughs) If you were listening, Alan's in the room with me, my pet pug. (laughs) He's just got his lead now and he's shaking it around. Uh, It wasn't wasn't my belly. (laughs) No, her message is really powerful and I'm so glad she came on. No, yeah, she's... um yeah, she's a, I really she's a special special woman. I think she showed that. You know, mm. she's a powerful woman. She's passionate. Um, I I I get to speak to her most days on the phone. We touch in like that. We almost each other's therapists on a daily basis. Really? Yeah, it's really lovely. So um, uh, yeah, it was a privilege to actually record with record with her and and um, yeah, hopefully oh, the pa- lovely conversation touch people. Yeah, you know, I hope. No doubt, no doubt it will. Thank you so much for listening. If you are, um, and we'll be back next week. Because, uh, yeah, this is a weekly thing. Do we do our socials? Oh, we haven't done the socials. What is it, Ben? Go on. Um, what are we? We, we are the at Naked Professors on Instagram. Yeah. At the Naked Professors on Instagram. Yeah. We are TMP Podcast on Twitter. I mm-hmm. feel like this is, a, this is a test now, isn't it? It is a test. What else have we got? We, uh, we ask people to rate, subscribe, and... and, and Comment. Com- no. Do we? Compliment. <laughs> do that as well. I'll rate, tell you what. subscribe, and... Tell you what, don't know what we'll do. Imogen, can you do it? Can you do it? Hello, everyone. Yeah, go on. Please rate, review, and subscribe. That was That's it. the one. That Thank you so one. much. We'd see. We need we need that help. <laughs> we do, don't we? Do we need that help. I feel like almost just let, is Imo going to do our show for us? Yeah. You know, how? Get how to that stage. How, how how well is it all going for you, Ben? Are you still enjoying this? I'm loving it. I love every conversation. I really do. You know, and it, it, we say it every time, but. 
everyone's brought a different story and a different energy it's like we're just creating a new amazing experience each time for me I love it I really yeah. do if you have a guest that you think that we should approach let us know Ooh. that's a good one isn't it yeah yeah because we've they, got some on the hit list haven't we we have loads on the hit list but let us know who you would like us to talk to next yes. and we'll speak to you soon bye 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 thank you